Sky, you know, I love your energy, dog. I love being around you. And I'm like, when we started doing the podcast again, I was like, I could get Sky in here, dude. Yeah, I'm excited to be back, man. Thank you, brother. And you're always doing shit, too, dude. You make me feel lazy, dog. (laughs) Which is good. Which is good, dude. Hey, hey, for somebody who's busting his ass, (laughs) right? Last time I met you, you're you're grinding hard with Downstar. Yeah. You're doing the shirts. Then now you were talking about doing skateboards. And I walk in, I'm like, yo, where's the podcast? It's now a skate shop. Like, yeah. you're making shit happen, bro. And Just trying then, to, dude. Damn, and how many episodes you have now? Uh, I think we're getting close to 240, bro. That's amazing, man. Yeah, we took a little break off uh, last year when I had my daughter. Uh, so Frankie was born on January 31st. Congrats, man. Thank you, brother. Oh, my God, it changed my life, dude, so much. I, I'm I'm in love. And I was just like, I can't, I can't justify going to work right now. Yeah. Because, like... I am my own boss, so I could go in whenever I want to or don't. And then I'm just thinking, well, if I go in, I could take care of this, take care of that, or I could spend time with my daughter. So most of 2021, dude, I was like, nah, I'm not really going to do any podcasts. But uh, now she's getting a little little older, and uh, we're back on it, man. And I'm glad to have you on the pod. Hey, it's always good hanging out with good people, especially people who represent Ventura County well and been grinding and uh you yeah, know, i like surrounding myself with other people that that have a vision that just they they, they grind and then they, they get theirs so that and last time we talked you accomplished what you said you were going to go out to accomplish which is fucking dope hell yeah dude i want to have a little bigger goals like be on a city council bro council mac of satikoy yeah it's exciting That's awesome bro you know, the thing is this, is I don't see myself as somebody who ever wanted to be in any type of poli- mm. politics, right? Um, but the thing is this, is at the end of the day, is, is you need to you need to have people involved in the community that they love. So for me, I was like, it was, it was really a no-brainer once I stopped, right? And I was like, wait a minute, there's certain things that I know need to be done here inside of Koi, and I don't know anybody else that, that's going to be able to do bring what I can bring to the table, mm-hmm. right? That I had to be one part of that council. Now there's so many other people on our council that bring so many other amazing qualities mm-hmm. and amazing things like their connectivity to certain groups in the neighborhood, certain people in the neighborhood. And they've been a part of the neighborhood as long as I have or longer. So it's great to have all of us together on one council. And it was just one of those things as I knew that there was some type of, energy I was going to be able to bring and with my relationships with other people outside of Satikoy, I think it was just going to be one of those things that was going to make it easier mm-hmm. and um, I had to do it that's beautiful bro that's awesome and like all the plans that you have for you know for the for your business and for Satikoy, like that's that's commendable of you just to get involved in that because yeah you'll I mean you see it happen all the time people get it the they don't know what's going on in their city and somebody that's not from the city comes in and starts making these changes and like, brother, who are you? This doesn't even make any sense. And the thing is, is, is it's a job of a representative of the city, the county, the council, whatever you're part of to represent your people. Yeah. Right. So it's like our job to listen to what people want and need and understand what's the best way of going about it. It's not about what I want. Mm-hmm. It's about what the community wants and needs. Yeah. So I and I think that happens when people from outside jump in, because they don't know 
or they're not even connected to the community sure. that they're representing. Yeah, for sure. So what made you want to even go in that direction? Like, how did that even happen? Well, number one, the ex-mayor of Ventura, Matt Levere, who's okay. the board of supervisor now, um, reached out to me and said, we're looking for some business owners, two business owners to be a part of the council. Mm. And we're looking for um, other uh, people that live here, part of it. And he was basically kind of telling me, you should, mm. you should consider it. And uh, I, I know I was busy at the time and now I'm even more busy now, but it was one of those things that I just felt like it was, it was my duty to do it for sure. And I knew that I could add value alongside with the other amazing people that are part of it. Awesome, man. Congratulations, dude. And along with that, you have the liquor store, happy place, craft beers. And then now you just open the food. Yeah, the eatery. Ooh, happy place eatery. Dude, tell me about that, bro, because those smash burgers, those look amazing. You know what? We've been so blessed. Um, we've only been out, like, this is our second month. Okay. Um, as, like, since we've opened, um, we went to the Yummy Competition at Casa Pacifica, mm -hmm. which is the biggest, best event for the last 10 years, Food and Wine Festival. Um, that's what they were, they were crowned that for the last 10 years, they've won that award. Gotcha. Um, and they have some amazing chefs that come there as judges, celebrity judges and a bunch of people that like know their food. So to be there with 40, 50 other huge name brands, like amazing restaurants and country clubs and amazing chefs to be there and walk away within two weeks of being in business, top three. Oh my God, The dude. only burger that placed, wow. and we were top three in food category. Wow. Not burger category, food. Dude, congrats, so, brother. So it was just a blessing to be there and be able to donate our time, energy, and food for a great cause. Because Casa Pacifica does some amazing things. They help women and children that are in bad situations, in um, you know situations where either they've been abused or something that really they're they're out of place they're out of home so they take mm -hmm. them in they show hit show them how to get back on their feet and they counsel them it's so much so many amazing things that they do so carrie uh carrie uh, is a big part of that organization and we've been helping out that organization for a long time with the store and this year she's like hey you know bring the food truck mm. i'm like i don't think we're ready she's yeah. like we could use you guys like they'd be awesome to have you guys there. So then we're like, okay, we're going to do it. And we just expected to be there to be a part of something cool and something great. And it's a fun, it's a fun event, you know? Mm -hmm. So even though what they're doing is, is a great cause for the kids and women, this is a party. I yeah. mean, it's like drinking food, like amazing stuff. And to be there with 40, 50 other amazing chefs and place third. Wow. I, it, it was a blessing. And, and that's been, um, one of the things a lot of people have been wanting to come to the food truck for is like, wow, how the hell did you place? People try for five, six years and they don't even place. Mm. You guys walk in two weeks into business and like get third place. So um, it, it was just a blessing to be able to do that. Now has a, like a food, food truck been something that you wanted to get into for a while? So for the last uh, 12, 12 years, I've been wanting to open up a food establishment okay. with alcohol. So um, I'm going to give a big shout out to um, Barrel House 101, okay. Joby, and uh, OBC. So that's Ojai Beverage Company out in Ojai. So um, years ago, I went there and I saw at that time, Joby was running it with George. 
I went there and I was just mind fucked, right? Mm -hmm. I'm like, they have a liquor store that's pretty badass, mm -hmm. right? And they have food. Like, fuck, I need to do this. Yeah. Right? So it's been an inspiration since I walked in there and they mind fucked me saying, this is a cool concept. So I've been wanting to do it ever since. I bought the real estate years back, but we've been having a big struggle getting water. That's right. I remember you talking about that previously. And, and what's bullshit is it's it's just for Satikoy because we get our water from Ventura. Mm -hmm. So they've limited how much water we can get to prevent us from growth. And and they we the, we're on the plans of the future for city of Ventura to annex Satikoy. Mm. But they only annex when it's profitable. Mm -hmm. You can't make anything profitable until you can build. Mm -hmm. You can't build without water. So... Um, I got a feeling if they don't make something happen, they're going to get hit with a really bad lawsuit. Oh, wow. Yeah. City of Ventura is going to get hit with a bad lawsuit. It's going to happen. If nothing happens, I can already see it. So you feel like they're holding Satakoy back from growing? 100%. Okay. Yeah. And obviously, every city wants to keep water for themselves, right? But the thing is this, by holding back water from a place that's under your future jurisdiction... When it's it's set in stone that hey eventually you guys are going to annex them yeah it's just a matter of when they're never going to want to take it over because it's a liability but it can never be profitable if you don't allow somebody to build mm. okay. make sense yeah 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 so it's one of those catch twenty twos and uh, eventually there's going to be something happening we're already working on figuring a way to build uh, we're working with the uh, New Line Partners which is uh, a great construction company out of Ventura. And I try to do everything local, you mm -hmm. know, as much as possible. Um, even our, our food truck, we got it spray painted by Contra. Oh, okay. Juan Martinez. Yeah. Right, from the lab. From the lab, yeah. He did it all by hand. Uh, another kid, Hershey's, did the my paint job on it. Oh, very um, cool. Every, everything I try to do, I try to bring it as local as possible. You know, being local, I, I'd rather spend my money locally. Yeah. Well, I haven't been to the lab in so long. Where's it at now? It's still, it's inside the quarry. Oh, really? Yeah, literally one street over from us. Dude, that's crazy. When I first started Downstar, I had them wrap my hood. It was for our first show that we took the car to. You're talking 2009. Wow. Bro. That's crazy, man. Shout out to them. Yeah. That's cool though, dude. So your the truck isn't permanently at your location, correct? No, actually we're traveling around to a lot of breweries. Mm -hmm. So uh, Wednesdays we're at Casa Agria in Oxnard. On Thursdays we're at Topa Topa downtown. Okay. Friday is now our day at Made West okay. in off of Donlin, uh, not too far from here. And then on Saturday we're back at uh, Topa Topa downtown. And uh, on Sunday we're at Ventura Coast. Very cool, man. Yeah. And then Monday, we usually take off for now until we can get more staff and figure it out. And then uh, Tuesdays, we're going to be at Happy Place. Okay. So today, Wednesday, where is it at today? Uh, we're at Topa Topa downtown. And what time is that at? Uh, so we go from like 3 to 9. 3 to 9. So before 3, are you guys are just prepping and getting everything ready to go? Yeah. Uh, we, you know, it usually takes us about an hour to prep. It doesn't take us too long. Um, cause we make everything fresh, hot right there. We don't try to prep our food ahead of time. Gotcha. Cause the quality is not going to be the same, you know, gotcha. the same way that we fed the judges to get that third, third place prize. We want to make sure every single one of our customers get that same experience. Yeah. Dope, man. I, I want to take a stop by there, dude. Uh, so do you have your son working with you? Yeah, man. It's exciting. Um, every once in a while he'd be like, Hey, you know, I, I'm going to help out on the trip. Yeah. I'm like, cool. 
and then I just pay him in video games. He's, <laughs> he's, he's happy. I love it. How old is he now? Uh, he's 12 now, man. Wow, dude. Time's fine. So was that like sixth grade, maybe? Yeah, yeah. I believe so. What's he into? You put me on the spot, bro. <laughs> it's all good. What is, what is he into? Video games. Yeah? He loves video games. Um, he's He's gotten into the VR thing, bottom of VR thing last year, and uh, he really enjoys the VR. So, so... What's what's his life like growing up as compared to what your your life was like at the same age? Well, I mean, me growing up, I actually worked a lot with the parents. Like we would be making six packs in the back, being really involved in the business mm. even when we were younger. Um and uh I don't know. I mean, it's uh that's a very good question, to be honest with you. Um Growing up, I mean, I played a lot of sports. He didn't play many sports. Mm-hmm. He just, because to me, I don't want to force him to do anything that he doesn't want to. Yeah. And I wanted to play baseball. So I played a lot of baseball, a lot of sports, a lot of basketball. Um, he's more into video games and being in front of the computer. But recently, he just signed up to jiu-jitsu. Oh, wow. Yeah, so he's doing Brazilian jiu-jitsu. Very cool. Because he wanted to. Yeah. Which is great. And I'm so happy that he is, you know. Now, the funny part is, is when I was a kid, I was always upset, like when my dad wasn't there, dad wasn't around because dad was always busy. And I catch myself with the same fucking shit Mm -hmm. where like, I'm so busy trying to build a future that it's like, I'm trying to make time and then like something else happens. And it's just like, I'm trying to find a balance of making sure that I'm there for him more and trying to do the things that he likes to do with him. Because obviously sometimes you're like, man, that doesn't sound like fun that's boring like <laughs> yeah like i don't want to talk about pokemon like you know what i mean so yeah. so i think the the biggest struggle for me right now as a parent has been trying to spend more time with him that's quality to him yeah right because quality is different to each person right so i'm trying to do that more and still try to continue to grow and strive for my dreams but at the same time i don't want him to feel the same way i did where Hey, your dad wasn't around, you know? Yeah. And that's brings me on the point why I even asked the question, you know, because my son is growing up differently than I grew up. Now you say you had to work a lot when you're younger. Uh, I'm assuming to actually help out to keep the machine going. Um, And your son probably doesn't have to do that. My son doesn't have to, to do that. And I'm sure that, you learned a lot of valuable life lessons working at that young age and, and trying to, you know, figure out how this works. Like, how do you, how do you give that to your son without making him do a job that he doesn't want to do? That's a, that's a million dollar question. (laughs) Yeah. Right. I mean, I would say for me, um, growing up, it's not, I didn't even really have to do it Mm, as much. Okay. But it was one of those things if both of my parents are at work, because both of them were working at times, right? So then we would be there too. Yeah. There's no one to watch you. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. Like we're going to be there too and we're learning what they're doing. But I think the most important thing for me that I learned from my parents is hard work, Mm -hmm. right? I saw them work hard and I saw how good, especially my, my, both of my parents were with people and their customer service. So they were really good with people and I saw that, so I picked up on that. Mm. And and for me, I want to be able to not tell my son what to do, but to be the role model that he watches and sees what I'm doing. 
and emulate the good things. Gotcha. Right. And try to avoid doing things that I don't want him to do because it doesn't matter what we say to our kids. It's what they see. Yeah. Yeah, no, for sure. And then when they see that you're working the long days and you're just busy and maybe missing some, some significant games or something like that, it's kind of hard for them to understand that, you know, this is what we have to do, you know? So it's just that balance that I think probably most entrepreneurs deal with. And the struggle that, that the struggle I think is for me is, is also with me, my wife and my son. Mm -hmm. Right. So it's like, like I've been working so hard at this new business. And the thing is, this is even though she's supportive and she does like the finances of all of our businesses, which I'm really thankful for all the hard work she does and what she brings to the table allows me to do what I do. But at the same time, it's like, I'm a bit crazy. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like I'm always like, I want to keep growing. I want to keep doing things. And sometimes it's, it's harder for me to explain to her or my son why I'm doing something and what I, the big picture is on it. Mm. So like with the eatery, I can see it as something massive. Yeah. Right. Way bigger than it is. And right now that one truck will never pay, pay me what my time is worth. Mm -hmm. That one truck will never be able to, even if it was super successful, it can't give me financially back what my value of my time is. Mm -hmm. That one truck. But the goal is not the one truck. For sure. Right. The thing is, is when we do a brick and mortar, that right there will. Because I'm going to, my, you, you know how much, I, I know you, you're you not a drinker anymore. Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah. Because Frank the Tank needed to chill out, bro. <laughs> he needed to chill the Shout fuck out. Shout out to Frank the Tank. <laughs> and you know what? You live, you learn, you grow. Uh, but, but you know, I, I really, truly love, I have a passion for good spirits and good alcohol. And I wanted to, I wanted to create a place that you can go take your family, your friends, have great quality food great quality drinks whether it's a cocktail or it's some beer that you can't get your hands on you know and i wanted to create that there in Satikoy because mm-hmm. in the east end we got shit yeah right we got like a couple of decent places and like you can only go to the same place so much man literally do when you're saying that i'm just trying to think about where there would be to eat there and i'm sure there's a lot of small small places but like as far as name name brand restaurants and stuff there's not much right there and even good quality restaurants there's not many Mm. and and the problem is is sometimes when somebody opens up one taco shop another person does another person does it's like 10 taco shops but then again they're all competing against like a two three dollar taco right so if you're comparing against a two three dollar taco your quality meats can't be that great because for sure you're competing against the next guy and i just don't see anybody elevating their game and saying Fuck it, I got filet mignon tacos. It's twelve bucks. Oh shit! You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, like me, my mindset is like, if you build it, people will come. Oh yeah, for sure. Right. I mean, you remember how the store was back in the day? Yeah. Right. It wasn't shit. Right. And we were doing a fraction of what we do in volume now. Mm-hmm. The quality we had was crap. But as through through the last eighteen years, I've noticed you bring something dope, and you you market it well, and you let people know you you exist. And people come and spend money because a lot of us have the money to spend for the experience, the quality, and the enjoyment. I mean, if you work in your ass off, you want to go treat your family well. You want to go eat some good food. And, and I feel like I have the balls to say, fuck it, I'm going to do it. 
I'm going to make a burger that's $15 with fries. Yeah. You know what I mean? Because I'm going to use certified Angus beef. I'm going to use the best quality ingredients. And I, it's already shown that we've only been in business for a month. And uh, our, our second month, the first week, we actually finally weren't losing money. You know? <laughs> <laughs> not, not like we're like super successful yet financially. Yeah. But we, we, we've shown that, hey, you can do this. Yeah. Well, I guess that's just an example of, of your thoughts. Uh, you know, you have to show them to people like, yo, this is what I think. I think we can make this happen. And now it's just the proof of, of your thoughts and you just knowing that the business, you know, the, the marketing, the quality of the food, the competition, you know, you, you know how to put it all together. And in your head, it works. And then now you just show everybody now, hey, yeah. it worked. So when you, when you build something, say like, like the food truck, um, what is, what is your end goal as far as like your, your motivation for it? Because taking the, the time away from your family, your other obligations, what does this mean to you to, to be able to, to determine that you want to put attention to it? So, so as you've noticed my store used to be called Sam's Had Yes. I did a name change to happy place. Yeah. Right. So this is a part of my whole master plan in my, my head. Gotcha. Gotcha. <laughs> it sounds crazy to other people, but, uh, I have this plan to build in this brand, happy place, craft beer, wine and spirits and happy place eatery. Eventually I want to open up more stores with happy place eatery and copy, paste, copy, paste, copy, gotcha, paste, gotcha, copy, gotcha. Paste. that's kind of what I'm trying to create, but I'm going to do it in a way where I take the people that are with me that are part of my team and I'm going to create a business for them with them that eventually they'll have ownership in. Wow. Yeah. So I'm creating like a franchise system, but it's going to go to my employees. Got you. Right. So Garrett, he's my uh, general manager. Dopest dude. He's going to get the first store. Mm. Right. Uh, Travis is my assistant manager. He's going to get the second store. Right. Yeah. And then within it, the people that are part of the eatery, they're going to have a first franchise eatery, then the second and the third. So that's kind of what I'm doing is, is it's my way of helping people in the community and I'm helping the people that help me build it. Yeah. That's beautiful, man. Um, you don't really see many business owners looking out for their employees. And sometimes it's 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 hard to because you just don't know who to trust like how do you know who to who to trust and who to build these relationships with it's it's the people that have been proven right garrett's been a part of happy place for eight years wow right nine years that's beautiful man so and he's loyal as fuck like i could i, I can there could be a million dollars in a bag and he would never touch it yeah right i just know him as a person you know what i mean so so to me it's like let me, if, if they've proven to me that they're going to work hard and they're going to be part of it and they, they, they're here for the bigger vision and then when be part of this business and when they show that they, what skill sets they have and then I determine which ones they need, I'm going to train them on all the things that they need mm. and then also put together a team, help them build a team around them. So if, they, if they're not great at one thing, they find somebody who's really good at it add that to their team. That's what I've done to be successful. Like I don't run the day to day on the happy place mm -hmm. at crappier one in spirits. I'm never there. I'm there to say what's up, give hugs, kisses, and yeah. 
just talk to them and see what I can do to help them. Mm. Right. Is there anything I can do to help you? What problems are you facing that I can help you with? Like, I want to be there to help you guys. I want to be a firefighter when Mm -hmm. there's a fire. Let's go. Yeah. Right. But my job isn't to run the store. That's their job. But my job is to help them to do it. Got you. And then once you find those leaders that they've been able to do it for you, that's those are the ones that I'm going to help so that they can have their own ownership and build their own future as well. Now, when did you feel comfortable about leaving the the day to day at the uh, the liquor store? Um, I, do you so, call it a liquor store? Do I what? Do you call it a liquor store? I, I call it a bottle shop because okay. we're more than a liquor store. Got you. Right. Um, I mean, we're just happy place. You know That's what I mean? Happy like, place. All right. Like, it's just one of those things that like, you don't, you don't expect that when you walk in. Yeah. Right. Like people every day drive by the 118 highway, drive by Satikoy, and they drive by for 10 years, five years, last two years. They walk in and they're just like, holy shit. Yeah. I can't fucking believe I'm never walking. <laughs> yeah. And the thing is, is what really gets them is not just our great quality craft beer. Cause we have the best, qual- we have the best craft beer selection in Ventura County, Santa Barbara County, mm. our amazing tequila selection, our handpicked whiskey selection. We actually traveled out to Kentucky and we did barrel picks, meaning that there's a room full of barrels and we say, these are the type of barrels we're looking for. They'll bring four to five to six barrels to us. We'll sample each one and see which one we think is the best. And we'll buy that whole barrel and they'll bottle it for us. Oh, wow. So we did that for two different barrels while we're out there doing our field trip. Yeah. With uh, my GM, uh, Garrett, and Travis, my assistant manager, who's also my whiskey guy. Uh-huh. So, like, we did that fun experience and we're able to bring back some of Kentucky that we experienced that we're like, wow, this shit's fire. So, so for me, is like when you walk into our store, it's an experience of amazing quality products. But it's also the the amazing employees we have. Yeah. Right? From Garrett to Travis to Judy, Brianna. I mean, our whole staff is just amazing. And they really enjoy it. And they make it a happy place. So when... My question again, how did you feel comfortable about leaving like the day-to-day? What? How long, how long down the line was it till you got to that spot? Because that's like the that's like the dream for any entrepreneur. You build something, get it running, and they'll call you when they need something. But then you have the freedom to go create whatever else you want to create. So I kind of so it happened multiple times, right? So for the first ten years, I was just busting my ass. Got you. Like I was in debt through my eyeballs. Like you know, taking on a lot of loans, and then I bought the property. So I was having to work hundred. 80 to 120 hour weeks for 10 years. Oh my God. Right. Just to pay off bills. And once I got to that point where I could afford to live off of the store's profits gotcha. and not my wages. Gotcha. Right. Cause most of my wages went to pay bills. Mm-hmm. Right. I was only taking home, say a couple grand a month after paying all the bills. You know, I was still living with my parents for, mm. for a good 10 years, you know, eight years after I got married. Wow. Um, me and my wife lived there and it was a struggle. And the, see, the thing is, is people don't see the struggles an entrepreneur goes For sure. Through, right. So the first 10 years, fuck, fuck even making what I used to make working for somebody else. I was pretty broke. Yeah. Right. And then once I finally got to pay off some stuff 
and I was able to get a couple of good managers. I kind of broke off a little bit and started, I started the bloody cure. Mm -hmm. Right. And I was away for a while, but the store suffered and every single time, like I would, I would lose a manager or lose somebody and I had to be back in the store. We'd build it up. And luckily I don't think I've ever been as comfortable as I am now. Yeah. Right. So like Garrett is just done such an incredible job because he also has more help too. Like he has Travis by his side and both of them just crush it and they help each other out. Right. So before I would only have one manager and then a bunch of employees. Now I have two managers in there hmm. and they're, they help each other out and they can lean on each other. And you have two people taking like full on ownership of the store. And now I, I've never felt more comfortable, but I've, I've walked away from the store still paying attention to what's going on. And, uh, it was hard, yeah. but now I feel like now, now I feel real comfortable, but then also putting in systems in place, I think is the most important thing. What do you think helped out? Like the, some of the systems? I think one of the best things I could ever do is I pay for a service where there's a safe in the store. Mm hmm they come in once a week and take the money. Okay. Right. So we don't even touch any of the money that goes in the store. It goes say goes in there. So my wife from home knows exactly how much cash comes in the store, how much leaves. So she doesn't have to spend an hour a day, two hours a day counting money and going to the bank. That happens automatically. Oh, okay. Got you. Right. So that allows us to run the business more efficiently. Cause we're like, if, cause we switched the name to happy place, with a goal of opening more stores. So we need to create systems. So one of the systems was taking, giving her more time by taking her away from that job. Right. Cause that in, in this, in essence, it's, it's how can I remove myself from every single task? Right. And then the other thing is, is coming up to the realization that I may be the best liquor buyer yeah. because I can negotiate better and I have better relationships with each vendor. I can get a better price. Well, I'm also better at this. I'm better at that. I'm better at that. I'm better at that. Thing is this is I'm not better at all of it at once. Mm. And when you can identify who can do a better job at each thing. And now as a team, they're doing a better job than I could do. Cause I couldn't do all those things at the quality that they're doing. Yeah. Right. And then coming up to the realization that this person's great at this, not good at this, not making them do something. They're not great at maybe making them better at it, but giving that job to somebody else. And so identifying people's strengths and weaknesses and what they enjoy, mm. right? Because if you put somebody in charge of something they like, they're going to be happier. And also putting people in charge of things because then they're going to take ownership versus just saying, hey, and everybody do this. Yeah. Then, Do you, do you uh, give your employees any sort of, sort of like, uh, like perks? Like, um, I don't know, like some kind of, I don't, I don't want to say gifts. I don't know, like field trips or something like that. Or like things that you, you guys, uh, that you guys will do together just to show like your appreciation. Um, yeah. Like, uh, Garrett and Travis has been kicking ass and they love whiskey. So I took them to Kentucky. Oh, so that was the reason that you guys went out there. Well, it, it was, it was, they earned it. Okay. They've been busting their ass. Got right? you. Number one. Yeah, okay? for sure. Number two, they love whiskey and who the fuck, if you really like something, you want to go be a part of it, right? So if you and your team's been busting their ass, now next time there's an import fucking big old scene in Tokyo or or in Detroit or wherever the hell it is, yeah. 
and to be able to take them to have that experience to kind of educate them on it mm-hmm. and then even having a booth or whatever it's like one of those things that it adds value not just to hey thank you i appreciate you but also they're learning and they're getting a new understanding of your business by seeing by being a part of something bigger and special that like i don't know any liquor stores that take their employees to a trip yeah for sure to do something like that i haven't Mm -hmm. heard of it but there there may be right but i did it because i'm like these are my boys like they they take care of this business so i'm gonna i want to take care of them and i want them to learn yeah and so then um our next trip i'm taking them to is mexico oh wow okay yeah so next year we're gonna head to mexico so i can show them jalisco the tequila making process we're gonna pick a couple of barrels and then we're also going to do some episodes of Sipping with Sky with different distilleries in Mexico. Sipping with Sky, bro. I love the pod, man. You're a good potter, dude. Hey, thank you, bro. You brother. are, bro. Uh, so how how is the podcast doing now? You know what? I've been so busy. I've been trying to make time. Yeah. You know, and it's all about making time. Um, I, I, was, I was planning on getting a manager to run the truck full time. And right now I'm, I'm still looking for more, more team members. Once I get enough team members where I don't have to run the truck day to day or ever be on the truck, I think I'll be able to make more time. Um, I have a ton of guests lined up. I just haven't had the time. Mm, got you. I saw that you had a uh, free Hoff. Yeah. That's crazy, bro. Yeah. I, I was just, <laughs> just telling Ash, uh, cause we, we always make the joke that like, oh yeah, he's going to win because we see his, his see him signs everywhere. everywhere, dude. Everywhere. That's, uh, I mean me, uh, loving marketing. I was like, no, nope, this is, this, this is, is a win. win. This yeah. is a win right here. But just other than that, like just to have, have people like that on the podcast, you know, that, that it wouldn't click to my head to yeah. just think about it. But I'm like, that's awesome, bro. That like. Even though that you ha- that you have like that respect locally, dude, that's something that I would love to have, man. Just like, just to be known a little more locally. It, and the thing is, this is it's one one thing is is you have to realize I was that store. I worked that store for twelve years mm. behind the counter. Every time you came in, hundred hour weeks, hundred twenty hour weeks. It's just you. So and you build the relationships directly with people one on one, face to face. Yeah. I had people coming in that were in politics. I had people coming in that were part of the fire department, part of the sheriff's department. I didn't know who anybody was, but I treated everybody with so much love and respect, right? The same way you do, but the only difference is I'm in their face. Yeah. And they're talking to me regularly, and I didn't even know who the hell they were. Mm. I just know, hey, that's Victor, you know, or that's this person, that person, and they're really cool. And eventually you start getting to know what they do and... And there's no like, there's no like big reasoning of why you're being nice. You're just being nice to be nice. Mm. And then eventually like things start clicking like, oh, you do that. Cool. And then I started the podcast, obviously. Um, you know, one of my big inspiration of that was you, you know, like I see. Like, Thank you, bro. I was like, this dude's fucking killing it. I Thank love you, what brother. you're doing and your consistency. I mean, like, fuck, you're in 200 plus 250 now. I mean, like, I really want to get to the point where I can be so consistent that I have a schedule set. This day's my fucking podcasting. That's it. Like, yeah. I'm doing it. Um, I really want to do because it's my passion. I love people telling their stories. For sure. Right. Especially, and then I'm, I, I'm not a confrontational person. So usually the person that's going to be on my podcast, somebody I like, or I like what they're doing. 
right? I'm not really big into that. Oh, bring somebody in just to tear them apart. Gotcha. You know, it's yeah. not like, it's not my DNA. I'm a, I'm a type of person to build people up. But to me, it's like, hey, I want people to hear this guy's story, this girl's story, because it's fucking dope. Yeah. Yeah, when you're into podcasting, there's there's really kind of two fields that it falls into. Uh, one field is where I feel that you and I are, is just, like, we just enjoy podcasting and talking to people and then there's the other one where it's it's a business yeah. you know and we need to get views on this podcast yeah. what is the clip that we could take from this podcast that is going to get go people viral. to watch it go viral and for the sponsors and things like that i'm like ah i don't want to do that because first of all like the 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 bread and butter is downstar and that's already yeah. taken care of yeah. you know uh although i do like to make money and businesses I have to do things that make me happy. Yeah. You know, hundred percent. I need a happy place. And yep. this is, this is my happy place. Yeah. You know, and sometimes I'll sit with people and I, I won't know much about them just from like our small interactions that we've had or social media and things like that. And I sit down with them like, wow, I respect this person so much more after talking to them. Yeah. And hopefully if I do that, the people watching will as 100%. well. And that's how I feel about somebody like you, man. Like I've, I've known about you for a long time. And even when we first, when I first started hearing of you, I, I had my reservations because of who I heard about you from. And I was like, oh, I hope that Sky is not like this guy, yeah. someone that I don't want to mention. Yeah. But after I ended up meeting you and then after we did the podcast, this is just a fucking genuine dude. Just a hustler, man, just trying to make his dreams come true, and he's making it happen. And, dude, ever since then, like, I've had so much respect for you, dude. And that wouldn't have happened if I just didn't make the time to sit down and talk with you. You know, and the thing is this is, in this world, there's a lot of people that are going to say things that are, that are not necessarily true, too. So whether it's good or bad, right? Yeah. There's people out there that they... There's a lot of jealousy. There's a lot of haters out there that will put something either negative towards you. And then there's certain people that really like this person. So they're going to say something positive. They're not going to say anything negative. Yeah. Either, right. So you have both sides of the thing. So it is always hard to judge a person in what what they truly are inside. Yeah. Right. So so it's difficult. So, I mean, even I have that, too. It's like I have people tell me, hey, this person's so good. Like when a lot of the the police officers or the sheriff's department said, Hey, Fryhoff is amazing. Mm. You know, like Jim's the guy, man. Like he, he should be in office. I had my reservations too. Right. And then I met him and I was like, all right, this dude's dope. And then I talked to him. I was like, okay, I like what he's saying. And then I talked to more people, more people, more people. That was like fucking 20 people I talked to mm. in the sheriff's department. And I was just like, this dude's the man. And they told me stories and each one had their own stories. And they worked for him, or they worked above him or under him. Okay. Both. And I'm like, and if I'm hearing this much, I got to actually get to know him. Got to know him, went to a golf tournament, met him. I was like, this guy's the real deal. So sometimes we need to, yeah, we take people's input and then we make our own, you know, judgments yeah. on somebody. And it wasn't about anybody talking down on you. It was the person that, it was uh, the person that you was that was hanging around with you and he ended up burning me like crazy oh. so i was like oh i hope this guy sky is not like that yeah, but that's, that's probably why you don't see him around you anymore you know i have a real 
I have a real difficulty with that. Like, yeah. The, my biggest fear is if somebody is doing something negative, I've had an is- issue recently and I'm not going to get into detail about it, but I was around somebody not knowing the things that they were accused for. Mm. Then, then I found out later and then I kind of disassociated with the person because I'm like, the worst thing that's going to happen here is somebody that trusts me see that I'm cool with this person mm. and I'm doing, you know, something with this person. And then they burn, they burn a friend of mine and my friend doesn't even ask me, Hey, is this person cool? They just make the assumption. Cause they, they're cause around they are, you for sure. And, and I just, I just had to separate myself because as much as I thought the person was cool as shit, I was like, man, the fact that you're able to do that to certain people, I was like, I just gotta, I gotta step away. For sure, because you never know when it could be you. Yeah. You know, it's, uh, and it wasn't me too, by the way. Yeah. I found out later I, I got burned too. But, it, you uh. know, but at the end of the day, it's more about, um, making sure that the people that trust me or what I'm about, they see me with that person and they don't trust that person automatically. Cause sometimes, when you're associated with somebody for good, you think that everyone's good. When you're associated for bad, you think yeah. everyone's bad. Yeah, yeah, no, you're you're totally right about that. And I kind of uh, I kind of relay that to like in the automotive community. You know, there's like guys that are you know influencers and they have you know big following and things like that. And then when you see them support a company where this company isn't really really there for the culture and they're really there just for themselves and you see them supporting that when i see that as like okay i really can't take anything that they say for, for fact yeah. now because i know that they're just doing it for they got free parts or whatever whatever the reasoning is you know but it's just it just makes me look at them a different way and then i'll look at myself the same way too it's like well i can't associate with people that are doing bad things because I'm trying my hardest to get away from doing anything bad because I know the, the, the power that that has. Whether it's true or not, I feel like karma is a real thing. Oh. And it, it'll come back to you good or it'll come back to you bad. And it's just, just on how you decide to, to navigate your life. Yeah. No, I, I, I 100% believe in karma. I live my life every day, like, make sure that I do right to people. And, and my intentions are always to do it. Yeah. And if somebody can take the, if somebody takes it the wrong way, then, then so be it. But my intentions are always to make sure that I am, I, I take care of all my people. Yeah. So on that subject, uh, and then you said that you're not a very confrontational person. So say, uh, say you have your, your managers. Um, are there any times that you have difficulty explaining what you're trying to, to get across to them without getting in, in a, into a confrontational zone? Um, I've had issues in, I've had one um, in the past where, see the thing is, is as much as I like to be calm, I like to be collective. Um, one of my favorite books audiobooks I've ever read is um, how to win friends and influence people got you and uh, if anybody's listening fucking read the book read it listen to the audio it's one of the most impressive and real audiobooks out there period mm. it's probably my number one 
favorite book to go back and listen to. In there, they talk a lot about, you know, how to make sure that when it's not to be confrontational, because once you're in an argument, you're just going to go fight back and forth. You you don't get the thing is, is you have to look at what you want out of it. Mm. Right. Um, if if you if I walk in here and say Downstar sucks and you say, fuck you. Right. We're not going to go anywhere. The conversation, <laughs> right? Yeah. And be like, hey, that's interesting, Sky. Why do you think down? Oh, my God. Sucks? I can't do that. But, teach but, me. Teach me your no, way. But, Scott. but I'm just saying, right. If I say, hey, why do you feel it sucks? Yeah. That's really interesting. Yeah. Hey, Sky, I appreciate you sharing that with me. <laughs> and I'll be like, yeah, one time I placed an order and it was for this part and I didn't get a response back. And be like, oh, I'm really sorry. That's really fucked up. You know, what What was your part? Mm. Like, hey, this part. Hey, you know what? Give me a second. Do you still have that car? Yeah. Well, here, here's a new kid I got. Mm. Now, mm. all of a sudden, I'm like, fuck it. Down starts the shit. <laughs> yeah. Right? But yeah. but if you said, fuck you, then, and we just went off saying, fuck you, I'm going to, I'm going to think you're not even down start. I think you're a piece of shit. Mm-hmm. Right? So it's, it's, it's being able to do better job of communication. And, and sometimes when you're heated, it's like, it's hard to, hold that back and sometimes you can be rude like if somebody continues to do something wrong and you tell them hey we talked about this yes can't do it like that yeah or hey you're supposed to be here at this time yes what are you still doing at home like whatever the situation is for sure and and then you talk to them like hey like come on like do you need me to text you do you mean to do this whatever the situation is and then all of a sudden they can blow up at you and they could say some stuff that they can't go back from for sure. You know, like fuck you, fuck off. Like, sorry, an employee of mine tells me that and you're gone. Like, I don't need you. Yeah. Right. Like I want to be there with you. And, and, and that was a really difficult situation that I've had to deal with. And I just couldn't do it. I'd slept on him. I was like, no, I'm not, I'm not going to do it. You know? And, and I get it. I can be demanding. I'm fucking demanding boss. I expect excellence. I yeah. expect our customers to be happy. I expect everybody to be great at their job and I'm here to help, mm-hmm. you know? Um, but there's, there's certain lines that don't get crossed now in, in and then in the store, like I with Garrett uh, and everybody else, like when there's a problem or something, I, I don't try to solve it right away. I said, what do you think we should do? I let them, I empower them and allow them mm-hmm. to tell me the solution. What do you recommend? What do you want to do? What does your gut say? I, I want them to become their own leader and to be able to come up with their own decisions. I don't want to be the one making the decisions because if they're in the store every day and they're like, sky, I have this bottle. It's a great bottle, but we can't fucking sell it. I'm like, what do you think we should do? Instead of me telling them what to do, then they're always going to come to me to ask for an answer. Gotcha. Versus allowing them, Hey, what do you think we should do? They say, Hey, we bought it for 20 bucks. We're selling it for 30. Um, what if we do a two for 50? I said, I think it's a great idea. All right. Cool. Now, all of a sudden, next time they have that same problem, they're going to come up with their own solutions. Mm-hmm. And I learned that from my brother-in-law, right? Because I would, I would always call him about stuff. And he's like, you got to stop just telling people what to do. And you got to do a better job of allowing them to make the decisions. And And sometimes it's really difficult as an owner because you want everything to go your way. But the problem is this is as you're growing and you're trying to do more stuff and trying to grow businesses, 
you can't be the deciding factor of everything. But there's got to be some parameters that they know that they can work with. Like mm. they know they can't sell it below cost. Mm-hmm. Right. But they can do a major discount. Right. Mm-hmm. So once they know their parameters of what what the business is OK with doing, they can make those decisions on their own. And I think that's what's allowed me to grow is allowing them to be the decision makers. And, and you stepping away slightly. Yeah. And, and little by little. And then if there's any issues, we're still watching, like my wife watches margins, watches everything. Now, one of the biggest struggles that liquor stores have that people don't know is even if a liquor store is profitable, it's still sitting on a shit ton of inventory, Mm. right? So the capital investment in liquor store is stupid. Like, especially to do one at our caliber, like you got like half a million dollars to a million dollars worth of- Just sitting. Sitting. So if you look at a return on like a 10% return, Mm-hmm. on 500000 or a million dollars and you deduct that from your profit, you're not as profitable as you thought you were because that money's sitting tied up because you can make money off of just lending money, mm-hmm. right? So so for me as, a, you know, as an entrepreneur, as a liquor store owner, like the biggest struggle is cash flow, right? If you have that stuff sitting there for more than 30 days, you've already paid for it, right? Okay. So if it's sitting there for six months, if... If you have a six month rotating inventory, right? And it's sitting there for six months and the dollar amount is so high, that's six months of that money. You're never seeing that. You're never seeing that money Mm -hmm. because it just stays in the system. You sell stuff, you buy stuff, you sell stuff, you buy stuff. Because like with us is, you know, in your business too, when you buy a certain amount of bolts or a lot more, they're going to be cheaper, right? For sure. And, And with liquor, it's like, instead of being something that's, $10. $10. I mean, some of these bottles are 50 bucks, $100. Mm. Now you're sitting down on a lot of inventory. So now finding out a way of making sure that we, we correct that the system and doing all that, I still struggle, struggle with that. And so then the goal is, is really to, to be able to get leaders in the store that understand how to do it. Then now we can copy and paste and have multiple stores share inventory amongst multiple stores versus one store. Got you. And that's going to fix those problems. But the only way we're going to do that is giving them, giving them the power to make the decisions that are best for the store. This is fascinating, man, because the, the, the idea that you want to open multiple locations, like that's, that's such a beautiful thing. And that's something that like, you know, it's, it's crossed my mind, not really with Downstar because I feel that Downstar, the, the automotive hardware portion of it is, is best as an e-commerce, Yes, you know? Um, but as far as like a brick and mortar, I could definitely see the skate shop turning into something that if I have, uh, you know, Downstar has certain followings in these sort of cities, uh, around the country, how hard would it really be just to go there, open up a shop and, you know, start, uh, Atlanta, bro. I got, a, I got a dope idea for you. Imagine taking a 20 foot cargo container, mm-hmm. right? Pimping it the fuck out, make it a down star tagged up container and setting up a shop in there, working with local municipals, like cities that they have like a skate thing mm-hmm. and being able to fucking do a just drop it there. Mm. And so now your audience who's skating or whatever, you're literally have a shop right there. And that might be a cool concept. I thought about that earlier today when I was downstairs with you. Yeah. Looking at your stuff. I'm like, it doesn't take up too much room. A 20 by eight, you're going to be able to get a whole lot of shit in there. Yeah. And to be able to open up one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine shops, 
you could do that shit pretty quick with that. No, for sure. You know who's done that? I'm not sure if you're familiar with uh, Chemical Guys. They do like uh, automotive detail products. Um, they're opening up. Uh, it's called Detail Garage. And in the last few years, they started opening up. And they're opening up everywhere dude they have so many stores now and you're talking starting from one location and then now he franches out all these other other uh other shops and i'm like dude that's so awesome but i think the 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 main thing is that you have to set the foundation of what each franchise is going to look like yes so that brings me back to the happy place what are some non-negotiables that you have that Hey, I understand what you're saying about, yo, this product isn't selling well. Okay, that's one problem. But it needs to look like this and it has to look like this. And there's no there's a non-negotiable. This is what the brand represents. This is the feel that the happy place this is the feel that Downstar gives off. And it has to be like this. I think it's really going to be what our constitution is. There's going to be certain things in there our um our bylaws of our business our mission statement gotcha it's you have to live breathe understand our mission statement you have to be a happy individual you have to enjoy what you're doing you have to give everybody the best customer service you possibly can what separates us from everybody else is our customer service and our willingness to bring in things for customers and having a huge selection right so these are all things so this is stuff that we would be like, hey, you got to make sure we do it this way. This is what needs to be done. You got to treat everyone with respect. But it, it also means you have to treat all your employees with respect. Mm. I think that's where people fuck up, right? Um, I was watching something on Instagram last night or TikTok. And it was a gentleman on stage talking about the difference between the Four season and Caesar Palace. Mm. So he said he walked into a barista at uh, Four season. And he said the service was so spectacular, he gave him a 100% tip. Oh, wow. He's like, whatever it was, I doubled it. Okay. I'm like, it was so amazing. And he said, let me ask you a question. Do you love, do you, do you enjoy working here? He said, I love working here. And then he's like, why do you love working here? He said, because every single time you walk down the off, walk down anywhere, a manager comes up to you, any manager and every manager, they stop by and say, how are you doing today? Is there anything I can do to help you? Every mm. fucking manager. And then he says when he goes work for Caesar Palace, he's just waiting to leave so he can come to his other job. He says because every time you walk by, they're trying to find you slipping up somewhere and to tell you you're fucking up. Mm. So creating that happy and that lovely environment that you don't feel like you're going to get criticized for everything you do bad, but you're going to get uplifted from everything you do well. And to let them know that you're there to support them. And I thought that was so powerful because it's already something that I implement in my business. I treat all of my employees with love and respect. It, to me, they're my family, right? Like it's, it's, it's different. And that's why my employees treat the customers the way they do because that's the way they get treated. And it's funny, like I never really broke that down to that level until I listened to them. I'm like, holy shit, that makes a whole lot of sense. Yeah. So do you, do you actually have like a mission statement? Um, something that, you know, that the employees that they recognize and they know that that's something to follow. So we were working on one for the store 
Um, and the thing is, this is, I don't want to be the one that's writing the mission statement. Mm. I want, I wanted, we were supposed to get the whole team together and I wanted everyone to write into the mission statement that works there. Oh, okay. So say what you think would be something good and okay. And I want everyone in that mission statement. And after everyone reads the mission statement, everyone agrees and signs it. Mm, The declaration of happy place exactly <laughs> i love yeah. it so and i think everyone should do that right okay. because and then sometimes like anyone who gets hired they look at it and if somebody doesn't do what's in there be like hey do me a favor i want you to read the our declaration right our uh, mission statement i want you to read it this is something you participated in and you agreed in i want you to just look at it right and then they look at it and just be like i know what you're capable like uplift everyone and tell them, hey, we appreciate when you're doing this. I know you're going through some personal shit. Fucking sucks. I'm here for you if you want to go talk about it. But we have to make sure we stand by the statement that mm, we put together. I like right? that. It, it's, it's all about accountability, right? How can we hold somebody accountable without making them feel like shit? Mm. And I think that's a struggle in business. It's like as as business owners, we're so fucking stressed out. Like they don't know like, hey, when you have a bad month and fucking shit hits the fan and like, you're really fucked. Like financially you get hit with all these taxes and then you get hit with this and you get hit with that. And you're like, Whoa, like all this in one month. And sometimes it can be really stressful. And then sometimes us as entrepreneurs, we can unleash it on the, our customer, Mm. but it's not our customer. We unleash it on our employees that unleash it on the customer. Mm. So you're, what you're really doing is you're unleashing that on your customer. Because if, if you're being negative to your employees, your employees are going to be negative to your customers. Mm. And, and for me, it's like, that's the one thing I try to avoid at all costs is trying to come off negative to any of my employees, even when they fuck up. Like I like to pull them aside and try to like, let them know, Hey bro, like we got to do this. And sometimes, you know, like in stressful situation, I, I, I have been rude and, I have done that and I'm, I'm a human, but it's, it's not something I like to do. And sometimes those situations can turn into bad situations because if somebody feels threatened or uncomfortable in that situation, they can act out. Mm. Yeah. And then one little conversation that it could have been a conversation. It just turns into a whole big thing. And it shouldn't have. Yeah, for sure. I mean, I, I hope that, like people realize that too, that like business owners are, are people as well. And that's why I like to have these kind of conversations, man, because it really humanizes the, the business owner. And if you're not a business owner, you really don't understand what it takes and the pressures that, that are really with it. But then again, you shouldn't because you're not a business owner and yeah. you didn't decide to have to do that yeah. with your life. So do you ever, do you ever think about it from that point of view? You know, you're, you're out creating your dreams and you're out, uh, you know, um, spending time away from friends and family and, and things like that. Do you, do you ever feel like, well, I don't think my family would, would, I, I do you feel like kind of selfish sometimes? That yes, you're you're providing for your family, but you're 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 providing, but it's like your dream. Um, you're. I think you hit the nail on the coffin on this. The thing is, this is yes, somebody can say it's selfish, 
But let me be honest. I can't love anybody if I don't love myself more. Mm. I love myself more than anybody else. Fucking. And if somebody doesn't agree with that statement, so be it. I love myself to the core. And I love my dreams. I love my passions. I try to make sure that they're, they're as easy on the family and friends as possible. But sometimes shit happens that you don't expect and you got to be in your business a lot more like with the food truck right now I've been busting my ass non-stop but I'm also learning how to cook in there I'm learning how the everything A to Z how the equipment functions and operates what can I change to fix it and I'm so deeply involved that my wife suffers my son suffers my friends suffer but that's my dream and that's my passion and if I am going to, if I'm going to cheat on my dream, what won't I cheat on? Right? Yeah. It's my fucking dream. If, if you're the most important person to yourself and you're not true to yourself, you know, I never looked at it from that point of view, bro. And the reason I say all this stuff, Sky, is because I come from a I, I come from a very selfish place. I was a very selfish person growing up. Uh, a lot of that had to lead to me not having much as a kid. So whenever I had something, I wanted to hold on to it as much as possible, right? Yeah. When that having, say money, right? Having having money became more important than friendships, than 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 relationships, stuff like that. Because with, when I if I have this money, this is my freedom. I can do whatever I want. And growing up, I didn't have many people that were really concerned with me, with my happiness, with if I. If I had somebody to hang out with at lunch, at school, nobody was concerned with me. So it kind of bred me into being a very selfish person. And I really didn't recognize any of that until I met my wife. And when I met my wife, I started to see a lot of, a lot of errors in my way that I considered were errors. Yeah. That I was valuing things over over people, over relationships. And granted, maybe I never had relationships that were worth a damn yeah. until I found something that was. But then I feel like I tried so hard to get away from that person that whenever I feel any sort of selfishness, I like have to get away from it. So me not doing some sort of things that yes it, it would further the business it would further my dreams it still makes me feel a certain way because i feel selfish and, and that's a struggle right because for me it's like this is something i need to do right this has been a dream for a long time right and, and yeah people like hey you never thought about doing a food truck no i didn't think about doing a food truck but that's just like a step towards what my real dream was. So to make that happen, 
you know, and, and the fucked up part is this is, is like when, when this is over, right, this part and it's fully staffed, it's running, it's operational. If I don't have something else to look forward to and I thrive to make things, to build things, to accomplish things, I'm not the type of person that can just sit back yeah. and, and collect money mm-hmm. right now. I live a pretty frugal life. Right, I drive a 2005 Lexus that was handed me down. Um, I really don't spend too much money. And between my wife and I, we could live comfortably and not really have to work. For sure. Right, not not, not lavishly. We're not going to be, you know what I mean? Uh, most of our trips that we take around the world is usually because our rewards points on our cards. And, and, and we, can, we can manage working like chill. Mm-hmm. But if I do that, I'm depressed. Mm-hmm. Right. I don't feel like I'm like accomplishing any goals. I don't feel like I'm taking it to the next level. I feel like every time I hit a goal, I need a new goal. Right? I'm like a, almost like a goal chaser, a dream chaser. Like, yeah, how can I get to that point where, you know, I have billions of dollars to now make change in the world and do more. You know what I mean? Like, dude, you're speaking. You're speaking me, bro. Like, I just I finished the skate shop. Right. We, we built the skate shop in like a month from the point where I was like, let's knock this wall down to we had product on the wall ready to go. When it was finished, I was like, okay, now what? Yeah. You know, now what is, okay, let's promo the shop. Let's get customers in here. Let's let's get this going. But I need something, dude. Yeah. I need a goal. Yeah. And when we finished that, I'm like, okay, now it's time to do the podcast studio. You know, and... Sometimes I'll tell my wife these things and she's like, dude, you you stress yourself out. And I was like, I think I told it to her the other day that like the best way that I could put it is, you know, when, when, when some people, when they're have so much stuff going on, they just can't wait to just relax and not do anything. Yeah. I'm the opposite way. I can't chill, dude. I can't chill and I can't be at home on 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 a regular day and just sitting around and not that there's anything wrong with that it's just it's not in your dna it doesn't feel right dude and why is that what the fuck is that dude you bro everybody's wired differently right everyone's got a different personality and i'll be honest with you when i was like sitting around at home i was like semi-depressed like in covid and shit i'm like i can't fucking handle this shit like this is closest depression that I've had other than when my son got in an accident when he was a kid, you know, like yeah, that was sad, but that was upsetting and it's fucked up. But like for me, it's like sitting around and doing nothing and feeling like I'm not growing. Right. I'm not doing something else like in my business career. Like, like I expect so much out of myself. Yeah. Right. And, and not everybody's the same. Some people like, I just want to be comfortable and I want to be secure. Yeah. For me, if I'm comfortable and secure and I'm not doing anything, like I'm going to lose my shit just like you, bro. Like I need the next thing. I need to grow. I need, I need that. I need to feel like I'm needed. Mm. And I feel I'm needed when I'm, I'm, I'm doing, I'm creating something. Yeah. I just feel like that's what I'm good at. And so even my wife had a great thing. She's like, look, we have our investments in real estate. We have our investments in Airbnb, whatever. And like, that's making more money return, 
right now than the truck is. Right. And she's like, I don't see the truck making as much as that. I'm like, well, that's fine. Right. I obviously the truck is like our first step and she knows to, to get to the restaurant. And she's like, Hey, I'd rather go buy another Airbnb. Yeah. I'm like the Airbnb doesn't really need me. It yeah. just needs money. And we already have a system in place. This company needs me. And right now it's only one truck. Then we have two, three, four, five. Then we have a franchise system. Then we build it out and do something special with it, right? Like in and out or McDonald's and all these companies, they started with one, right? So I have a crazy vision, right? I think I can do 500 of these yeah. across the United For States, sure. right? I mean, I'm fucking crazy. And, and I'm going to work towards making it happen. And the difference between me now and then before, I'm a lot more resourceful. I can pick up phone calls. People pick up phone calls for me that are pretty fucking important. And we can make shit happen, whether it's getting funding or whether it's um, like help with something. I can call people that are technically my competition in the industry and they'll be like, Sky, how can I help you? It's fucking crazy. Like I talked to John from Spencer McKenzie's mm. Sky, anything you need, fucking call me. He's like, I started with pop ups and shit. I can fucking help you with everything. Uh, Joby from Barrel House, Aaron Duncan from Fluid State. Um, Jojo from Capricios, all of these people that have successful businesses that are in the same industry. Like, how can I help you? Yeah. Like that's fucking special. You that's know what I beautiful, mean? Beautiful dude. Um, you, you said something that kind of hit the head, uh, the nail on the head is like, you want to feel needed. And I, I like, I think that that's a thing too, because you know, most of my growing up, I, like young childhood and even you know young young adulthood i i didn't feel needed i didn't feel significant you know i didn't feel like i was important in any sort of area conversation until i focused on myself and started doing what i wanted to do and create a down star and and then just feeling important to do these 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 projects having these visions, making these visions come to life, having people depend on me. Like that's probably one of the greatest feelings ever is for me is to have, to be the person for other people. Yeah. So to be that friend that friends can call to be that, 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 that partner, you know, the, the kind of kind of way to explain it is like this morning right uh i don't know if it was by by you but in camarillo it was raining like oh, crazy yeah. bro right so it's raining we sleep with the window open we're asleep it's like seven in the morning and we hear a thunder huge boom right oh, shit. my wife wakes up scared the baby wakes up oh what was that i'm like oh it's okay baby it's just thunder i had no idea it was thunder it could have been gunshots or whatever the hell that was. It could have been a fucking bomb, Sky. Wow. It could have been. Yeah. We're in that day and age where it could have been. Yeah, right. But just me knowing that I can't freak out yeah. because my wife is freaked out. My daughter's freaked out. I have to be that person. If 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 I'm freaked out, it's all good, bro. I'll 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 eat it, I'll hold it inside as much as I can. And being that person for other people, that brings me some sort of feeling that makes me want to keep chasing that feeling, you yeah. know, and, and keep creating. 
And that can really get mixed up and construed with like you need validation from others. But the way that I see it is that I want to be the person for me that nobody was ever that person for me. I want to be that person to somebody else. Yeah. And th and that that's kind of the way that I see it, you know. And you know, taking time away from my day to to do these podcasts, you know, 2 hour. So one of the last one that we did was like 4 hour podcast, dude. Crazy. That it yeah, that time can be spent doing other things, but like having these conversations and and getting, you know, getting intimate with it and, and figuring out like what it takes to build a successful business or what whatever it is like i feel that there's so much value in this and and like maybe that's that's one of the reasons that i i do like it but it's just i for for me man it, it's really like that balance between being being a selfish person and being a selfless person like i still haven't really felt like a balance i i think i've went from one end to the other and that's something that i've just been struggling with a lot lately and, and I think the thing is, is it can be kind of um, difficult because like, for example, when I'm, I'm working, I'm doing a lot of the things that I do. Uh, a lot of people do appreciate it, right? So it's, it's great to feel appreciated, whether it's by your employees, whether it's by friends and business owners. Um, even the other day I had a conversation with this young kid that was a little troublemaker mm and got into a lot of shit. His dad used to come by the shop all the time. Uh, his name was Java. Great little kid, fucking always had a big smile on his face. And uh, he calls me the other day, he's like, hey, I'm gonna pick your brain about something, maybe a business opportunity. And um, he started doing something with um, uh, Agua Frescas. Okay. Right, and, it's, um, and so he's got a company, uh, it's called something Aguas. Uh, 805 or whatever Los okay. Aguas 805 or whatever and um, heard great things about him and then he hit me up about you know getting into packaging game doing some cool stuff and I told him I said hey well I think first step is finding out is there a demand for other trucks and other people to be selling your stuff it's like listen I think you can do this on your own let me help you out so I'm bringing his Aguas on my truck mm. right and I'm like well I'll buy him from you wholesale I'll retail him right and let's see the demand and if it does well for us and it kicks off and it's doing good for us we're selling more you're selling more then maybe another truck will want it and another truck will want it start out that way before you start bottling because bottling is a fucking headache for sure now it felt good that i could give back some advice that that most people would charge for right because like a lot of these consultants They've been through the shit and they want to charge and whatever. To me, it just felt so good to go to a kid that I've known forever to see him be successful in this business. I want to help him as much as I can. And I'm like, look, I don't want to part of your company. I want to help you. Now, later on, if there's a need for for you to get an investor or somebody to really help on a, a more deeper involvement, then we can have a different conversation. Mm. But I think this is your way to go. You keep all the profits. You're just going to wholesale it. And we're going to try it out. Right. And that made me feel good that I could give back and help. Yeah. And so to me, I just, I love to be able to help people. And it brings me joy. And then at the same time, you're like, now that 30 minute conversation, I could have spent 30 minutes with my son. Right. And sometimes as a father, it's like, hey, my son's not going to want to do anything I'm interested in doing. Yeah. Right. He wants to just play his video games. 
And now I'm trying to find how can I do what he wants to do and spend time with him and enjoy it versus just doing the things that I enjoy, whether it's for the business or whether it's these conversations, because I'll have conversations with people to help them the same way as my friends will have conversations with me to help me. But now as a father also, it's kind of like trying to find how can I find that enjoyment of doing something like you and your son, you both like skating. Yeah. So it's dope. Like you guys get to go do it together. You know, now my son's like, likes going to jujitsu. So, Mm. so it's kind of cool. I'm excited about that, that I can try to start being more part of that and, and seeing the growth in that. And maybe I'll start taking jujitsu myself. Hell yeah. You know what I mean? Like it's something he likes. And I think that might be the first thing, but I've been trying to find that thing that we can both like connect on. Right. Because I feel like, you know, talking about time, it's like, I want to spend better quality time with him. And I feel like he's not interested in what I'm interested in. I'm not interested in what a lot of these video games. And that's not my thing. I For don't, sure. I stopped playing video games in uh, 99, 2000 because I got caught up in 2000 when I was 21 about the liquor store. Mm, you know what I mean? Yeah. So it's like, it's one of those things that like, I just didn't have time. So I never continued. But, um, but yeah, man, I, I agree with you. Like there's things that you enjoy doing. They're your passions. They, they make you feel special, important and make you feel good. And sometimes we'll, we'll spend a lot of time doing those things, but those are important too, right? At the end of the days, we need to be happy. And if, if we can't be happy in our life doing the things that we like to do, then what is the purpose of life? Mm, yeah, for sure, man. It's just uh, it's just a struggle. I mean, it sounds honestly like a lot of entrepreneurs that I talk to. It sounds like it's it's the same kind of thing. And we're all just figuring out how to how to how to feel better about this way that we feel inside with, you know, opening up businesses, starting projects, you know, just just staying busy, you Mm -hmm. know, Um, maybe it's something that maybe I just need a, a bigger goal that the the end goal is a lot further away so i don't reach that that finish line within a month you know with it like just 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 a bigger sort of goal and you know with, with saying all of that stuff it's i don't ever want anybody to think that like i'm not happy with what i have it it's it's like this it's like um I did that uh, that 75 hard challenge, right? What's that? So 75 hard is for 75 days straight, you have to do these five tasks and you have to complete them no matter what. If you miss one of them, then you have to start from the beginning, right? So the first one is you have to drink a gallon of water a day. You have to stick to a specific diet which includes no alcohol. Um, you, I already feel. <laughs> <laughs> you have to read 10 pages of a self-help book. You have to work out two times, two 45-minute workouts. One has to be outside. And you have to take a progress pick. All five of those things every single day you have to do, right? So I ended up completing that, no errors or everything, or anything. Fast forward maybe six months or so. When it seems like I'm doing a lot, I know myself that I'm not you can do more. because I could do more because yeah. I was doing more yeah. at that time. But then when I was doing all that stuff, I was yearning for a time where I 
didn't have to do those things no. so it's just trying to trying to found find that balance you know on that note how do you find how do you manage time mm. um i the way that i look at everything is i i like to see what has to be done if there's something that has to be done whether it's i have a podcast i have to fix an error with an order um my son has a game whatever it is okay wednesday these are the things that have to get taken care of right come to work answer the emails all that stuff has to get done but other than that when i have a uh, quote unquote free time i have to delegate where that free time goes and that's that's on me to think about what is more important at that time and sometimes it's i need to develop a new product we need to do some uh we need to do some marketing we need to make some videos my guy gabe he's amazing with making content so we work perfectly together at making content and dude i love it you know but then sometimes it's you know my wife she's having a tough time at home with the baby because although she's a stay-at-home mom that doesn't mean that she doesn't work she's yeah. hustling all day and sometimes they'll be okay well i don't have much that I'm obligated to do here at the shop. I'm gonna go home. I'll spend time with the baby and Ash can do whatever she wants to do and take that load away from her. Good for you. You know, and, and that's kind of the way that that I uh, that I delegate time is where would my time be the most valuable? Yeah. Not where would I feel that I'm gonna have the most fun. fun doing it Makes and not it, yeah. saying that not being at home with because when you say these kind of things are like well what you you don't it's not fun being with your family and your daughter i'm like no it's not it's not that but if you're asking me would i want to like go on some some little day trip and go create some crazy content go to a skate park that's that's uh out of out of the city go give back to those kids make some video whatever like those are the those are kind of my ideas of fun. It's just that crazy idea in my head yeah. making that a reality. Yeah. That idea in your head twelve years ago where you're like, I would love to have this. Now it's becoming a reality. Yeah. You know, and then not it's it's not looking the, at at my whatever else that I would need to do as like, well, that's not fun. It's, it's not that, but it's just. I can't, I can't have fun every day. Yeah. Because if I'm having fun, my other half, yeah, is stressed out. You know, she's she she's stressed out, and I can't just look at that and be like, huh? Yeah. Oh, whatever. Yeah. That's that's not not how I am. Yeah. Because that's how I was, and Makes I sense. know that person. And I want to stay as far away from that person as, as possible. possible. So I look at it as like, okay, I'm at home. This isn't necessarily fun to be cleaning up and to be doing dishes and stuff like that. But it's tasks yeah. that need to be completed. Whether it's a task that I have to do here or a task that I have to do at home. Yesterday, I, we have fruit trees. I pulled all the fruit off of the trees and I've been meaning to do that. And that that's not necessarily what you would say like hey frank what it was your day yeah. fun 
but I think like I've I look at things as 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 accomplishing goals. That yes. feeling that I get from accomplishing a goal. Maybe that's why I did so good in that challenge because every day was, I felt that feeling. Yeah. So when I'm at home, I don't want to just sit there. I'll, I'll clean. I'll do whatever. I'll take the baby for whatever. Let's let's just do something, something productive. I think productivity to me yes. is fun. Yes. And it's and it goes back to me finding a reason why I'm actually here. Yeah. Why 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 I woke up today. Yeah. I didn't wake up today just to watch TV nope. and chill and smoke. Yeah. I could do those things. Yeah. I have the liberty to do those things. And people from the outside looking in, like, dude, you don't have to go to work. Like you yeah. could just chill at home and yeah. collect a check and fucking smoke and watch TV and eat like shit all day. I'm like, yeah, but I don't, I don't I'll consider that fun. No, dude, no. I need to become, I need to be completing something. I agree. Um, same fucking way. Same hundred percent. Like my story. Yeah. And, and the thing is, is I think one thing that, that I need to get back at doing, which I used to be better at is, trying to put a schedule of the things that I need to do. Like for example, if my son's going to go to jujitsu, put it on my calendar, I'm fucking doing it. And I got to find a way to make sure I can go do that and figure out how the hell I'm going to make that happen. Mm -hmm. Cause the thing is, is, is if it's something is important enough, you're going to fucking make it happen. Whatever the fuck it is, whatever the fuck it is, it will, you'll if, make a time for it. If even though like right now, like I'm low on staff. Right. And then this funny part is, is how you, you went to go open up that skate shop and you open up in 30 days. Yeah. We literally did the same thing with the food truck within a month of buying, hell. Yeah. Within a month I bought the truck and it's open for business. Hell right? yeah. Like we're just unreal. It's crazy. But, um, but yeah. So to me it was like, it's, it's very similar. Like I need to make sure that, I say, hey, I'm going to do this. I got to figure out how it's going to be done. Because when I told myself, you know what? I need to fucking get this. I got to get this truck staffed. I'm leaving the country for 20 days. So I need to fucking get a full team together. The moment I said I'm doing it, like I've already hired three people. Mm. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. So it's like it's it, every and there's a fourth person I'm going to talk to probably today. So it's just one of those things is like when you make up your mind, you're going to do something. You can do it. As long as you set your mind, I'm going to do this. I'm going to accomplish this. I'm going to figure it out. Mm -hmm. And then allocating the time for the things that are necessary. Like for me, I'm the type of person, if I need to work, I'll work all day. Like to the point where at to a fault. For sure. Which I'll, Same. I'll literally be working all day, all night on projects that, that they bring me joy because I'm seeing something from nothing turn into something. And that makes me feel really good. Right. But at the same time is, is you got to see the importance of family, of your kids, of friends. You got to allocate time for everything. Otherwise, when you're an entrepreneur like you and I, and we get so caught up in the business or whatever we're doing, working on, we can, we can really be so focused on that, that we're ignoring the important things in our life. Yeah. And that's our responsibility. Yeah. As business owners, as entrepreneurs, it's our responsibility. And the way that I see it a lot is it's it's used as, uh, well, I'm doing this, well, I'm doing that, and I understand that. But I ha if I'm the one saying that, I have to take out myself out of my body and say, you, you, you. Yep. That's what you want. That's what you want. Your son wants his dad. 
Yes. Your wife wants his husband. Yeah. Your daughter doesn't give a fuck about any cars, any business, anything. Yeah. She wants to be with dad. Yeah. And if I want if if I want to be that rock for everybody, I have to be the fucking most solid rock for them. Hundred percent. For them. So it's just it's just that like I say again, that's just that balance that you're just trying to figure it out. And I can make it happen. I can. If there's a if there's a day that Ashley's gonna be very busy with a lot of stuff, okay. Why don't I take care of everything that I am obligated to do before that day comes? That way I could help her out. Yeah. And she could experience some sort of fun. Yes. Because I know it's not fun for her being the mom that has to take care of everything, take the kids around and make sure that they eat and this and that. Mm -hmm. There's some stuff that she wants to do. Yeah. And I can't look at her and be like, well, you don't have to work anymore. Yeah. You don't have to pay bills. Yeah. You know, because that's just that's like one aspect. Yeah. Of of happiness yes. that 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 I feel, you know. So I've been doing a lot of self-reflecting Fucking lately. Bro, that's so important. Super, dude, because you could get caught up in the bullshit, man. You could get caught up in in the well, I'm making I'm paying all the bills, I'm yeah. making sure everything's good, but it's like they didn't ask for that, dude. Yeah. They they'll be happy with you if you just worked a 9 to 5 job. You just wouldn't spend time with them. Exactly. You wouldn't show be them happy. appreciation. Do the small things that matter the most. Exactly. Speak their understand their love language and speak their love language. Hell yeah, dude. And I love it, man. And that's it's I'm not perfect I at it. I fucking love the fact that you said that you're working on self-reflection. For sure. I'm so big on that shit. Like the problem is is a lot of times is we look at the whole world through our eyes and we're not willing to look at them through others. And once you start looking at them through other people's eyes, especially your, your spouse or your son or your daughter, you really start looking at things differently and saying, yeah, this matters to me, but it doesn't matter to them as much. This matters to them. I need to make an importance of that. And when you can just fucking point fingers at yourself and say these are the things I'm doing wrong. You can fucking come up with solutions, dude. How do you learn if there's never a problem? <clears throat> Facts. How do you learn? Facts. You can't. And I, bro, I'm a lawyer, dog. I'm professional at blaming other people. <laughs> I can turn everything around on you. Yeah. But that's not right because I'm giving you the opportunity to learn the lesson that I'm too pussy to learn the fucking lesson. Yeah. That's the reality of it. Yeah. I don't want to blame that on me because if it's on me, then I did something wrong and yeah. I never do anything wrong. Yeah. But when I started looking at myself and looking at situations from other points of view and and maybe if I have a conflict with somebody, looking at this person and and trying to understand things from their point of view. Maybe they didn't have the same upbringing yeah. that I did. Maybe they weren't raised in the same location that i was which has a lot effect uh, a lot of things to affect you know maybe they they don't have the certain goals or or whatever now if i look at the same person with all of these factors in my head i could totally understand why you came to that conclusion yeah now it's my it's my job as somebody who maybe wants to take the the wants to to resolve this situation and look at it through their point of view explain to them 
I understand why you see it from that point of view. Now, let me let me show you why I see it from my point of view. And even if we agree to disagree, now you understand that it's not just me being a dick or wanting things my way. It's just this is this is my perspective and that's your perspective. And yeah. that's helped me out so much, man. And the funny part is is a lot of this stuff that you're talking about right now um I'm I'm trying more harder and harder to implement it in my daily life, mm. right? But I was naturally doing this shit since I was 16 years old. Really? Right? I was it's just a natural gift that I had, but it was cuz it was sales, right? And that's what I did in sales. I was trying to understand the person. I was trying to be in their head. I was trying to understand their feelings, their thoughts, their emotion about this product or what product they came for, what they were interested in. I used to hustle CDs in high school. Mm, hell yeah. Right? So I would get CDs at from my cousin who used to be dating a girl that worked for the radio station. So I'd get oh, okay. crates and crates of CDs, sell them. Later on, I bought a burner because I needed, I had more demand than supply. Yeah. So then I bought a burner, but... I really got to understand my customer, understand their thought process, understand what they're looking for and created what they wanted. I made mi mixtapes when mixtapes weren't really out there back yeah. then, right? I'd take all the hot top hits, put them on a CD and sell it to people that were looking for it. But I really became that person and try to understand them. And so when I spoke to them, I was able to sell really fucking well because mm. I wasn't selling what I wanted to sell. I was finding what the person wanted and got them what they wanted. So I really listened and I cared. And even in sales, when I used to work for Circuit City, it did the same thing. And I would kill it. It would be me and this other guy named Marco. Between him and I, we were always the top salesman in the whole store. Mm. Right? It was because it was simple to me. It was I had to become the other person. I had to understand the other person. And ask the question so I can get the right information so I can truly understand what they needed and wanted. And recommended a product according to the information that they gave me, right? And and that even though I knew that so much at such a young age, when you get older, you don't take that same talent and put it in your own life sometimes. <laughs> yeah. Right? Yeah. In, in the most important things that you need, which could be your son, it could be your wife, it could be a business partner, it could be an employee or whatever. And sometimes I think these are traits and these are skills that it's amazing that, you know, you've acquired them and you're implementing them in your life and you're so honest with yourself on, Hey, I need to work on this. And that's why you've worked on it. And that's why you're, you're getting where you want to be. But I, I find it very interesting how many people it's really hard for them to not self reflect mm. and not be able to blame themselves for the problems they have and always blame every, everybody else. And it doesn't get them anywhere. Yeah. The way that I see it, man, is if somebody else is able to do something that affects my life, I don't have control of my life. Yeah. So if there's something that, that somebody did and it had an effect on me, that person has more control over me than I have. Now that, that brings me to like when people will say some sort of things to me, like, you know, fuck Downstar or what, like you were saying, yeah. whatever. The approach that you took on it is the approach that I'm striving to get to taking the emotion out of it. That's interesting. 
That's interesting. You come to that conclusion. Yeah. Like, how, well, why do you feel yeah. like that? You know, it's it's the thing is this is people will fight you on anything they believe in, but the moment you stop fighting them, you can have a conversation. Yeah, there, there's this. Uh, I was I think it's sad guru. Do you know who that uh-huh. is? Okay, he was on Rogan one time, and he was the one that kind of made me open my eyes about this. He's like. There was a guy outside of uh, some meeting that I was supposed to be in, and he's just saying how you're wrong about this, this, and this, trying to get me upset. And he said, what I did was, you know, I'm so sorry I have to cut this conversation short. I have this meeting, but as soon as the meeting's out, I'll come back out here and you could tell me more things that are wrong with me. And it's like, you just take the whole fire away from that person. And if I was to, to, to get to their level where they want me to be, to be arguing, I don't have control. Yeah. They have control yes. of me because they were able to control the way that I, I run my emotions. I had a very similar situation, but slightly different. So we did uh, our first like big festival that people came up and bought our food. The first one we did with Casa Pacific okay. was all donation. Got you, got right? you. This one is is a festival. They come in, they pay, they buy their stuff, and blah blah blah. And this is our first time doing an event, and we had a Santa Maria style grill because we're also doing releasing our barbecue. Oh, nice! So we're doing our tri-tip sandwiches and chicken plates and stuff because eventually we're going to be doing full-on barbecue for Happy Place Eatery also, got along you. with the smash burgers and wings and fries. But we're there, and then the health department guy shows up, right? And he comes in and he was kind of looking around and there were certain things that we weren't doing according to what the requirements, what not were. Gotcha. And then I just looked at him and said, hey, thank you so much for coming. I appreciate you coming. We're, we're excited to be in the food industry. Please let me know if there's anything here that we're not doing correctly. We're learning and we want to do everything according the way it needs to be done. Mm-hmm. All of a sudden, he you could tell where he was. He wanted to come in, just pounce on us versus being under. I knew that he's coming from a power. Mm-hmm. Now I'm letting him know you have all the power, Yeah, but you have all the knowledge. And this is me being honest too. This is not me putting up smoke up his ass. I want to know everything that we can do better to make sure that we're doing everything according to guidelines and everything else. And he could have shut us down, right? And the reason he could have shut us down is, is we were doing the steaks, uh, grilling on outside, and we had a tent, which we're, we're allowed to have, and we were seasoning them on there, right? And, and then had a cutting station there. But we never had a permit to cut or season within the clo- enclosed tent. Mm. We were supposed to be doing them on the truck. Oh, got you. Right. I didn't know that for sure. And then he let me know. And I said, you know what, sir, I will go ahead and make sure we do that from now on. I'm sorry. I didn't know. We, I know you needed an enclosed tent. We had an enclosed tent. Sorry. We didn't get an additional permit on top of the permit that we had. Mm. Right. But if you like, I can move everything over and make sure that we don't do that anymore. And next time before there's an event or festival, I'd love to come in and consult with you guys and ask you guys questions so we can make sure that we do it right. Mm -hmm. Cause I'm a, I'm not the type of person to say, oh, I hear a lot of times, you know what, fuck the health department, they're pieces of shit. Mm -hmm. I hear this all the time, right? And they're like, they're such assholes in Ventura County. But the thing is, is at the end of the day, they're doing their job, right? For sure. So if we did our job to the level that we should, 
we shouldn't have any. You wouldn't have any issues lineage, for sure. Yeah. Right. So I'm coming at it as a different, different way. Right. Let me make sure that we're doing our job right to make sure that everything's sanitary, everything is up to code or whatever. Right. And he saw that I was there to make sure that we did everything right. And then he's like, well, after you cook them, if you're not serving them fast enough, how are you going to keep them to temperature? You don't have steamers. You don't have this. I said, can you give me a minute? And I'm going to come up with a way. Right. I ran in there, talked to the crew and I was like, did the ovens work? They said, yes. I said, can we keep the, the food in the oven? They said, yes. Like turn the ovens on now, ran outside. I said, we have ovens that are not being used. So if any of the food is not getting served quick enough, we're going to put them in the oven to keep temperature. He said, great. Awesome. He came back and he said, look, technically could have closed down your barbecue side because you didn't get an additional permit for that. But I appreciate you guys fixing all the all the issues immediately and being receptive to everything. Mm. And next time, let's make sure that we make these adjustments and let us know what other foods you're going to be cooking on the truck. I said, great. We'll do that from now on. That situation, we could have been completely shut down. He could have shut down the whole truck if he wanted mm-hmm. to. But he didn't because of my response to him. Right? So to me, it, that's how... That's really helped me out in my career and everything that I do is just being a little bit more open-minded and putting myself in that person's shoes, feeling their emotions and not fighting them. Yeah. Cause the moment you fight them, cause I've, I've, I've gotten, I've gotten upset with some health department people in the past and I could, you could see the anger and it just never worked. Yeah. And it doesn't work in anything else. For sure. Not even when you get pulled over <laughs> by the cops. I tell everybody, dude, when I get pulled over, I'm super cool. I never talk back. Whatever. You know, I don't bow down because it's just, it's another man. But this is that man's job. And this yeah. is what they do. And if I did something that wasn't right, I did it. So you can give me a ticket or not. It's all good, bro. Don't even worry about it, you know. But that's that's that comes to the accountability yeah. thing. I know when I'm speeding. I know when I'm doing what yeah. I'm doing, bro. Yeah. And if I get caught, that's my fault for getting caught. I can't blame somebody else for catching me. That's their job to catch me. And then anytime I get pulled over, I got both of my hands on the steering wheel. For sure. Right? Cars off, windows down. Hello, officer. How are you doing today? I'm not gonna try to be brave. I'm not trying to like Act like, why should I have my hands on the wheel or whatever? Fuck that. Like, yeah. I'm, I'm a colored person, you know? We're colored folk. Like, we, we there is a different way that we do get treated. Yeah. Period. For like, sure. Whether somebody likes to admit or not, like, there is. So, we got to make sure that we're doing everything to make sure the officers are feeling 100% comfortable and safe. Got a smile on my face. How are you doing today? Mm-hmm. And honestly, I, I almost never have a problem. I've had a problem... Back right after 9-11 happened, mm. I got slammed and thrown against the car. It was, oh my God. it was all fucking bad. It was bad. And and I had my hands on the steering wheel. I did my whole thing, and it was bad. It was, he was just, he just saw me as like an Indian dude, and I don't know. It, it was bad. But in general, I'm hands on the steering wheel, really respectful, nice. Hey, sir, you know what you're doing? I was like... I was like, honestly, I was just listening to music. I was into my vibe. I'm not sure. Um, what, what was I doing, officer? You know, they're like, are you were speeding? I say, hey, I'm sorry. I was just in my vibe, enjoying, and just 
driving. Yeah. You know, I'm not admitting to guilt, but I'm not saying I wasn't doing anything and just said I was unaware. I'm sorry. Um, and then honestly, nine out of 10 tickets I've always gotten out of. Yeah. Because of just being nice and respectful to people. Um, one time just recently at Casa Pacifica, check this shit out. A cop, a cop comes inside. My car's parked outside, right? And there's, there's, uh, open cans inside my car, but I'm not in my car. Mm -hmm. I'm out in the festival. This is the day night before the festival. Cop comes up like being a complete fucking dick. Like, 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 whose car is that outside? Like, and then I was drinking inside the, the area that the festival's at. Mm -hmm. And he looks at me. He's like, you're drinking this public property. I'm like, yeah, this is a festival drinking festival. Yeah. Right? Tomorrow we're just setting up today. And then he was just being a complete douche. And to me and one of my coworkers and, and I, I and I kind of snapped a little bit, which was unlike myself mm. because of my snap. That situation turned out two hours of sitting there, bunch of bullshit that could have been completely avoided, and I could have walked home two hours earlier. Mm -hmm. I didn't get a ticket, right? Because I called up the whole place. I'm like, they're like, this is permitted for all the drinking stuff, and they're just setting up, waiting for people to come set up. It's totally fine, no big deal. And then he finally let us go, but it was just my, that in that moment, me snapping at him and being like, the fuck do you need this for? You know what I mean? Kind of like, sure. like that's not the language I use, but it, I was rude. And when you're rude to somebody in that has power, they're going to flex. It's not the smartest decision. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, yeah. I needed more sleep than I got that night, you know? Yeah. But that was my fault because I tried to flex and you know, at the time is his, his muscles are a lot stronger right there. Yeah, no, for sure. And it's just about evaluating each situation that you're in and, you know, keeping your ego yes. in check too. hundred percent. And making sure that like, yo, I'm not, I'm not a bitch, but I was speeding. So whatever. Yeah. And I, I'm not a bitch that I was doing something bad. So I'll take the consequences yeah. for it. It is what it is. Let's mm -hmm. just let's just keep it moving, you know, but it's people people don't like to answer to somebody like a police officer or like a health inspector because it's somebody telling them what they're doing wrong. Yeah. But if you're setting the foundation for this 12-year dream that you have and you have dreams of building 500 locations, <laughs> you're going to want to know I need to have a permit for the tent now. Instead of in the future. Yes. That's it. Let me know what I can do, what I can't do. I'm going to play within the parameters. Yes. Let me know. Yes. What, what, let me know what the cards are and I'm going to play the cards. And for anybody who's listening, just make sure that you deal with people with power, with a little more understanding and you can completely change the situation. For sure. By being respectful and not being defensive because if they get offensive, they can definitely ruin your day, your week, or a lot worse. They, even if they're not justified, so what, dude? So they got friends in places that you don't have friends, dude. So you don't want to play that game. I, I totally get that, bro. 
Fuck, Sky. It's, it's so good to talk to you, man. It's always good hanging out with you. I man. know, dude. You're uh, such an inspirational person, dude. And um, you definitely open my eyes to some things. Not only about, you know, things things that more personal things, but just like the dreams that you have of expanding your business, dude. I love it. And if you make it cookie cutter, this is the foundation. This is what you need. Okay. We're opening a shop over there. We need to get this, 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 you guys need, we're looking for employees that live by these rules with these are the suppliers. This is it. Let's go. Like, bro, that is awesome, man. That was something that I would definitely love to do in the yeah. future. Hey, the thing is, is it's it's all about creating a system, and it's all about giving people the ability to fucking flourish in their roles. And I think for a lot of entrepreneurs, especially when you start, even the first first ten years or five years, it's it's your baby, and you want control. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And I think the hardest part is giving up a little control, and then once you start giving up control but you're still overlooking everything and you take a step back I think you become a lot better Mm. like I think the decisions I make in our businesses are a lot better now because I see the whole picture for sure versus being so involved to the point where I I couldn't be where I'm at today if I was still doing that I was the best cashier you could fucking find I don't give a fuck. Yeah. Like even when I was doing bloody cure at the time, like nobody could outsell me. I could be, I could have the hottest model in the shop at Vaughn's Albertsons, you know, big shout out to them for supporting our small business. And I could be in there and I'll outsell any hot model that knew my product better than them. Yeah. Like I, but the problem is this is if, if you're busy being the cashier or being the salesperson, how can you run an empire? And really coming to that realization in entrepreneurship is when is the right time to step back a little bit and give somebody else a little control so you can steer, you know, you could tell all the ships how to steer versus steering one ship. Hell yeah. And I think that's been kind of the coolest shit that I've learned and learning every day on how to do it and what people to put in what positions and trusting them and allowing them to grow and being there to support them in that journey. Dude, I love it, Sky. Thank you so much, dude. Like even that 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 ending was perfect, bro, because that's that's where I want to be at. I want to be at the spot where it's just this is getting taken care of, the skate shop's getting taken care of, everything. So now I could just focus on the next thing, whatever it's going to be. And I'm I'm excited for your next thing, bro. I'm excited to go by there because I I want to go by and get a burger for sure. Hey, come by, man. That smash burger is incredible. Man. I'm with it, dude. So before we get out of here, where can people actually uh, find you at? So the best way is just go to skycenter.com. If you go to skycenter.com, it is my link tree with all the different businesses. Okay, got you. Um, but Happy Place Eatery on Instagram. We deliver liquor for the bottle shop. Um, it's your boy Sky. Um, on Instagram or Sky Center on Instagram. So I got so many. The best way is Sky, S K Y S U N N E R dot com. And then there's links to everything right there. Perfect. Awesome. Hey, Sky. Thank you, brother. I appreciate you. And thank you guys for listening, man. This is another episode of Downtime with Downstorm. We out. Peace. Yeah.